1: Shalom! I'd like to do something a little different this week, as I know many people are going through some rough times, and actually I've had a couple of difficult weeks. So why am I not discouraged? Let's talk today about overcoming discouragement. Are you ready? Let's pray first. Avinu Malkenu, our father and our king. We depend on you. We seek your face. We are turning from our own ways and asking, O Lord, that everything that is yours, everything that you desire becomes our desire, and that we would enjoy each day, each moment, because you have given it to us. So, Lord, we thank you for your gift of time. We thank you, O Lord, for your gift of love and compassion. And we ask, Lord, that you would teach us how to live a strong biblical uh, life as a disciple for you. We bless you, praise you, and honor you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, I pray that our radio program from week to week uh, brings you uh, not only joy, but uh gives you some peace and and direction and understanding. So, if you'd like to help us financially, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, call our office at 813-831-5673 or go to the website, heartofmessiah.org, and I would appreciate uh, your prayerful and financial involvement. Also, you can... Find my messages on Facebook Live and YouTube, and our services are on Friday night and Saturday morning, and uh, Tuesday night, we also have a prayer meeting at 6.30 on Facebook Live, so we'd love for you to join us. But we'd love even more for you to come and visit with us and uh, bring pre-believing Jewish friends. Just uh, currently we're open in St. Pete, Tampa, Wesley Chapel, and our Spanish-speaking congregation called Connexion. And uh, we'd ask you to check our website for our times for each location. That's Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, dot Org, all right. Well, why should I be discouraged? Well, the past two weeks have been tough. Uh, first, my wife went into the hospital, and and she's probably as we talk on this program, even though it was aired, uh, uh, it's aired on Sundays, so she'll probably still be there, and that will have been uh, over two weeks. It's quite serious as her operation for a bowel obstruction, and multiple hernia repairs took about four hours. But we thank you, Lord, that the operation was a success. However, there have been some complications, and it's still unclear as to what the road is to full recovery and what it looks like. So the same day my wife went into the hospital, our air conditioning died, and so for five days I was enjoying enjoying the heat of Tampa. Uh, In my house, somewhere between 89 and 95 degrees. And uh, I won't go through some of the difficulties that my congregational members are going through, but a number of them have some major struggles as well. And I've learned over the years to not be stressed, uh, to rely on the Lord and do the best I can in the situations in front of me, but not disengage with people. Uh, though my natural inclination, I've got to admit, is to hibernate. Uh, I might do that for a short time, but the Lord helps me uh, rebound and get back involved. So it's easy to say, but how do you do this? You know, and is it possible for you to do this too or just myself? I believe the answer is yes. Yes, it's something that you can and should do during times of trials. You can still be an overcomer and still have a testimony of how God is with you. You might be going through things that are contributing to you feeling down and discouraged. I get it. Yeah. It could be something personal or it could be something just as simple as the division in our country or how many people in our country seem to be angry Could be a combination of things, but in Galatians 6 9 it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. The question, of course, is how? How do we accomplish rising above discouragement? The first thing is to understand that you're not alone. Most people don't talk about it, but many people are discouraged also understand that work what works for one person doesn't always work for another so you might be getting great advice but it might not work for you that could be true about what i'm saying today to you uh take each thing see if it fits you give it a shot and see if it works on the other hand sometimes you need a push right Will you be honest with yourself and be able to accept a push? Will you allow me, or friends, or family, to speak into your life, even though uh, we might touch tender portions of your emotions? I've seen. Uh, I, I I have actually seven suggestions for you, and one practical homework assignment that might make a great difference in your ability to overcome the storms in your life. And, you know, let me say something about these storms. You know, you never know when they come. You never know how long they're going to last. You don't know their intensity. But, um, I, you know, if we're talking about a, a hurricane, we know that in the middle, in the eye of the storm, there's... No problem, no wind, right? So we just have to figure how to get into that place where we're not affected by the storm. So uh, let's begin. First, you have to uh, recognize that you are discouraged and then decide that you are willing to do something about it. See a lot of people because they're believers, and even non-believers, they don't want to recognize the fact that they're discouraged. Oh, I, yeah, I can get through it. <laughs> uh, some people will ignore the symptoms for too long, and then it becomes harder to reverse the feelings. You end up like being in a rut and finding it hard to climb out. So, recognizing is the first thing you need to do, and it is—it's extremely important. And don't don't downplay it because we want to put on a good face, but we have to recognize what our situation is, and certainly if we're discouraged. Secondly, don't blame anybody. Don't blame other people. Don't blame the government. Don't blame your congregation. And don't blame God. Even if you feel that they are the reason you are discouraged, blaming doesn't Work. Blaming is counterproductive. It can turn into anger and bitterness, driving you down the wrong path. It's going to cloud your mind. Do not blame. Don't even blame yourself, right? Because that's going to stop you from going forward. The key here is once you've recognized the discouragement. You want to go forward, and so your eyes want to be forward-looking, not looking to blame. Third, you want to reach out to someone who is spiritually strong, maybe empathetic, who will listen, yet not judge, I just got off the phone with someone who was struggling, and they said they wanted to speak with me. However, later, they left the message on my phone saying that they didn't need to speak with me because they didn't want to burden me with more stuff, believing that I have as much as I could handle. I called her back to encourage her, and I said, Look, don't assume that I'm too busy. Let me speak for myself. Okay, but I think it's really key to get with somebody else. Not a lot of people, because then you'll be inundated with all these different thoughts. But with somebody that certainly you can pray with, who will pray with you, who won't judge you. Um, so the the third thing is get find somebody, one person who you really can rely on and trust. My fourth suggestion is to write your prayers down. There have been many times when I've been down and i found it hard to read God's Word and even pray. I was in a spiritual desert. So then what I did was I wrote my prayers down. Sometimes I can't pray because I'm discouraged. Yet when I write down my prayers and and, and, and pray them, even though it's in a rote manner, after a while, my prayers begin to flow out of me. I I'd write all sorts of things, including encouraging scriptures, how God has answered me in the past, blessings that I currently have. And after I wrote things down, I would read it daily. Until after a while, I started praying without my written words. And soon I realized my time with the Lord was back. Yay, right? Imagine, I was encouraging myself while I was discouraged. Sometimes, as I say, when you are discouraged, it is hard for you to do a lot of things, but writing down your feelings and writing down your prayer requests usually is relatively easy. And as I said, God's going to take you out from this situation, and he's going to encourage you. My fifth thought, it helps me whether I'm discouraged or not. It's something I've recently started doing, and I've been greatly encouraged. You know, there's so many ministries available to us on YouTube and other places, and when you find the one that speaks to you, it will be a tremendous help. There's a prayer ministry on YouTube, and each day they have approximately a 10 to 12-minute encouragement and prayer. And this has strengthened me in many ways. So you might want to give it a try. The one that I'm listening to is called Grace for Purpose. And sometimes I've recommended it to others to listen the first thing in the morning and the last thing at night. However, if that one doesn't touch you, keep looking. As there are so many things out there, one will be perfect for you. And it will encourage you. It will strengthen you. It will keep your mind focused on the Lord. My sixth suggestion is to find a prayer partner or join a Bible study or a prayer group or do all of the above. If you can't attend one in person, try finding a Zoom partner or a group, a Zoom group. If you have a smartphone, tablet, or computer, you should have no problem getting on a Zoom meeting. Try to find one that you connect with. Don't feel bad. Uh, If there is something wrong, like you think there's something wrong with you if you say that the Bible study or the prayer meeting didn't work for you, look, everybody is their own person. So it's okay. Find one that does. But when you find it, then commit to it. It will make a big difference in your life. My final idea for you is to serve. When God gave us the parable of the talent. He showed us that it is not good to bury it in the ground. We learned that he expects us to invest in the kingdom of God. It doesn't have to be money. It can be something you can do for others or for a ministry. When you serve, you will be blessed. And this is really part of God's economy. So um, volunteer somewhere And it will raise your spirits when you are helping someone or others can guarantee it, right? Each of us are individuals. We can get these suggestions. Like I mentioned, some things work for others, but might not work for you. Sometimes we need a push and other times we can just be introspective and find it out. If possible, When someone's trying to push you, it might just be what you need. So it means they care and you should not push them away. Rather, give them the authority to speak into your life. Give careful consideration to what they say. So I said that I had seven suggestions and that's really true. I gave you those seven suggestions, but I really have one more. And uh, the one more will end up with some homework. Maybe not this week if I can't get it in, but certainly next week. In Deuteronomy 31, Moses encourages Joshua, the new leader of Israel. Moses knew that he was handing to Joshua a most difficult job leading Israel, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Yeah. And Moses encouraged Joshua in verse 7 and 8. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong, be courageous, for you are to go with this people into the land Adonai has sworn to their fathers to give them and, and you are to enable them to inherit it. Adonai, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Do not fear or be discouraged. And we also read in Psalm 23, it says that in our lives, we will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That means we'll have difficult times. However, it then says we will fear no evil that the Lord is with us and goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. How do you appropriate these scriptures and others to the situations in your life? Before giving you the specifics and actually demonstrating my solution for you, again, I will give some of my personal background. If we don't get to the demonstration today, please be sure to come back next week because that's that's really the key, but I want you to understand what the difficulties were and how I overcame them. So, about 30-ish years ago, in my early 40s, and after almost 20 years of marriage, I realized that I had an anger problem. It wasn't that I was an angry person, not at all, however... When I got angry, it wasn't very pretty, and it certainly happened too often. Honestly, before this realization, I would not have called it anger. I felt in my heart that it was righteous indignation. I was right, so I just fought for justice. It caused me to be quite discouraged with myself and my wife. I was the principal of the Messianic Day School in Philadelphia. I also taught a number of classes, including a class called Fundamentals of Biblical Judaism, which was a a devotional class. There I taught the teens character and behavior from the Bible and stressed the love they needed to show to God and to one another. Yet when they got too talkative... Or were just not paying attention, my booming voice brought them to an understanding that I was not happy. As they put it, I was intimidating. Or you could say I wasn't loving when my buttons were pushed. Do you understand what I'm saying? This culminated in a day that changed my life. It was my birthday. I was in the teacher's lounge. And two of our older boys, who didn't like each other, were beginning to loudly argue. Finally, when I couldn't take it anymore, I was ready to go out to the hall and show them who was boss, making sure this argument would stop immediately. So I was hot and I opened the door to charge out there and take care of the matter when in front of me was the entire school with a large banner saying happy birthday, Mr. Weiler. Now the kids thought it was great, but all I could think about was that they knew me and trapped me into blowing my top and I fell for it for the next month. I prayed for God to take away that quick trigger, that anger that I had had all my adult life. I couldn't reconcile teaching my kids about love in a Bible study and me losing my temper. Finally, I really sensed that as I went to God, he answered me. First, he took me to scriptures about meditating on his word and having his words deep within me. Here are some examples. Isaiah fifty-five eleven. So my word will be that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me in vain, but will accomplish what I intend and will succeed in what I sent it for. Or how about Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Happy is the one. Who has not walked in the advice of the wicked, nor stood in the ways of sinners, nor sat in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the Torah of Adonai, and on his Torah he meditates day and night. And he will be like a planted tree over streams of water, producing its fruit during its season. Its leaf never droops, but in all he does, he succeeds. Or how about Psalm 119.11, I have treasured your word in my heart, so I might not sin against you. 2 Timothy 3.16-17, all scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching, for reproof, for restoration, and for training in righteousness, so that the person belonging to God may be capable, fully equipped for every good deed. Hebrews 12, uh, 4, 12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two, uh, two-edged sword, piercing right through to a separation of soul and a spirit, joints and marrows, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Well, you know, I have a couple more, but I'm going to stop there. <laughs> Believe it or not, time is up. But you've got to come back next week because next week, I will spend a lot of time demonstrating the solution, not just talking about it, but demonstrating it. I feel that demonstrating is the best thing I could do for you so that there's no doubt in what you will get from that, that situation. And so please come back next week. Make sure you do well. Um, I pray that this radio program is ministered to you. If you can pledge finances, please call our office eight one three eight three one five six seven three. I do really appreciate your prayers and your finance financial involvement. Thank you. Also uh, check out my messages on Facebook live from our synagogue. Our our services are on Friday night and Saturday. We'd love for you to come. Please bring your Jewish friends who don't know Yeshua. We have uh, congregations in St. Pete, Tampa, South Tampa, and Wesley Chapel. And, of course, our Spanish-speaking congregation. Well, let's close in prayer. Father, I just thank you and praise you that you want us to have abundance And so, Lord, we give you our hearts and our minds and our spirit today, and we ask for you to show us how to overcome disappointment and discouragement so that we can follow you in everything you do. I pray that all those who are listening will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.
0: You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel